0: Engaging Leader, Episode 156, The Leadership Gap, Seven Ways to Move Beyond It, featuring Lolly Daskal. Does your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Leaders tend to rise to their positions relying on a specific set of values and traits, but in time, every executive reaches a point when their performance suffers and maybe even they reach failure. Very few understand why or how to prevent it. In her new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, Lolly Daskell presents a system for harnessing the virtues of your leadership style. Today, we'll talk about how leaders embody seven archetypes and how each archetype has powerful abilities and hidden impediments. Lolly is the founder and CEO of Lead From Within, and she has three decades of experience as an executive coach, speaker, and author. American Management Association has called her the leader to watch, and the Huffington Post named Lolly the most inspiring woman in the world. Lolly Daskal, welcome to Engaging Leader.
1: Hi. Well, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're glad to have you. Lolly, tell us the story of how you came to focus on archetypes as the basis for improving leadership performance.
1: Great question. As a student of Jung, I have always been very interested in archetypes and what, what is about a persona of a person that makes them great and how Jung describes what is the shadow of that person and what I call the gap. So I've been studying um, archetypes for over three decades and it's always been a great interest to me.
0: Now, for each of the seven leadership archetypes, there's a sort of evil twin. What's up with that?
1: I wouldn't call them the evil twin as you describe them, but I would call that within each, each of us, some would say there is light and there is darkness. There is good and there is bad. What I call what is great and what is a gap. The one cannot exist without the other. We need both. And the thing is, you can't always be on. There's sometimes when we're off and those offs are our gaps. But if we don't realize and we don't leverage those gaps, they can end up costing us in what we want to do in how we want to succeed and how we want to create a meaningful life.
0: So to help us understand that, maybe tell us about the first archetype, the rebel.
1: So the rebel is an archetype Um, I love the rebel. The rebel is someone who wants to do something amazing in the world. They're excited about a project. They're passionate about an idea. They want to start a business. They want to do something that hasn't been done before. You know, they want to disrupt something. But for every rebel that is out there, in order to succeed, they have to have the characteristic of confidence. You need to be confident in order to make whatever you want to do, you know, be successful. And most people believe that confidence is okay, I'm going to stand in front of a mirror and I'm going to say this is going to be great, I'm wonderful, I'm the best. That's not confidence. Confidence is that confidence is something completely different. Confidence comes from the capabilities and the competence that you have that equal your confidence. I always say confidence is believing you're able But competence is knowing you're able. And that's a game changer. You have to know what you're able to do in order to succeed. But for every person that is a rebel who has confidence, there is, as you call the evil twin, but I call the gap, the shadow, is the imposter who's plagued by self-doubt. And so how does that play out? It sounds like this. It's the person that says, I want to do something great. I want to do something different. I want to change the world. But uh uh-oh, I'm not sure I'm the right person. I'm not sure I'm the smartest person. I'm not sure I deserve this. I'm not sure I am worthy of this. And when you have those thoughts of self-doubt, it can end up costing you your greatness.
0: What always helps me is just sharing some of those self-doubts with other people because you tend to find out that almost everybody you ever share that with says, well, I feel the same way. And at, at, at any point in time, most of us, maybe all of us feel like an imposter.
1: Absolutely. In my studies, um, it pointed to 99.9% of high achieving individuals, they suffer from the imposter syndrome. I actually have met the 1% CEO. He has no imposter syndrome. He never has (laughs) self-doubt. I have met him. He's a very interesting human being. But for (laughs) most people, everyone who really wants to do something significant in the world, bump up against the imposter syndrome.
0: Is that because, by definition, if we're a high achiever, we are we are stretching ourselves, and so you're, we're just going to be bumping up against the, the limits, I suppose?
1: Absolutely. It's exactly it. When we want to push ourselves to the next level, we take ourselves to the edge of where we're comfortable. That's where the imposter lives. That's where self-doubt lives. And we have to learn not to push it aside. But as I like to say in my coaching practice, we have to leverage it. We have to see it. We have to experience it. And now we have to go through it.
0: All right. So that's, that's the rebel, which is exciting because they're, they're going out and, and accomplishing great things with, with confidence and if they can overcome that sort of self-doubt uh, from the gap of the imposter. The, the second archetype is the explorer. Tell us about that.
1: So the explorer is an individual who likes to go into uncharted waters. They like to do things that are different, that haven't been done before. And in order to make that happen, they have to use the characteristic of their intuition. So intuition is this wonderful tool that allows you to go with the flow. It allows you to let go in order to let something new come in. But for every single explorer that is out there that trusts their intuition, there's a tremendous gap. And the gap, you might sound harsh when I first say it, but I'll explain it and you'll understand how it plays out. The gap is the exploiter who manipulates. So what does that mean? That means that someone who wants to discover something new, who wants to do something different, but basically, let's put this in quotes, is a control freak who loves to micromanage, who likes to have control of everything, who doesn't know how to let go in order to let something come in. That persona usually turns into someone who exploits people and manipulates people in order to get things done. And that gap um, can end up costing you in your leadership and in your business. It's, you have to be extremely mindful if you want to do something new, Learn to trust your intuition. Learn to go with your gut. Um, Something wonderful about the intuition is most people think it's something that you can't explain, something that is unheard of. Well, the truth is, there's research that talks about your intuition is. Knowledge that you have stored in your mind from previous experiences. And when you have to tap into it, your brain almost brings it up like a a little board and says, This is what you should do. Now go for it because you've learned about this before and you've studied this before and this makes sense now. So intuition isn't as random as you think it is. It is something that comes from within your mind because your mind is like a computer, right? It stores everything. And when you need that information, it brings it up in a way that says, do it now do it this way something wonderful about intuition it never has more than five words so the minute you add the word because at the end of the sentence you know you're you're not being you're not you're not in the flow anymore you're using your analytical mind so if you really want to be an explorer use your intuition trust that it's coming from information that you've learned before and move forward in a way that allows you to let go of what you know to allow something new to come in. I, I love the explorer.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, and I, I wouldn't have thought that those two are opposite. They don't seem like opposites, but when you explain it that way, I can see that. So if if you're trying to go into new territory to be an explorer, you're either going to let yourself lead by intuition, or you're going to start trying to control all the circumstances.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I see this play out over and over and over again, and people truly have to be mindful. What's great about learning this leadership model, which is a rethink model, you know, it stands for the acronym for the archetypes, because like the first one is the rebel, the, one, the second one is the explorer. It gives you language for yourself to say, who am I being, explorer or exploiter? Because I know what one is going to get me, but I know what the other is going to get me. And that's the difference between greatness and gaps. And you could almost self-coach yourself in any situation to ask who you want to be in that moment.
0: So if the acronym is rethink, then the, uh, the, the T is truth teller. Tell us about this person.
1: I love the truth teller. Every single person who bumps into a truth teller knows them immediately. It's the person that always needs to tell you the truth. It's the person that always needs to tell you, you know, something about what's going on. For them, the truth is their call to duty. It's like, I must tell you the truth. They stand out in a crowd. Trust me. Are you smiling because you know a truth teller?
0: Yes. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay so that that truth teller has a they feel that's what they're put on this earth to do is to always tell you the truth but for every truth teller there is a gap and the gap is the deceiver who creates suspicion so what does that look like and sound like it's someone who wants to tell you something but they withhold information and when they withhold information You're having this conversation with them and you know that they're not telling you the whole truth. And because they don't, they're coming across as liars. And when they come across as the liars or deceivers, they start creating suspicion within you. So you start creating a gap that didn't need to exist to begin with. So if you want to have better relationships and better partnerships and great leadership, be very mindful to always be the truth teller and not be standing in your gap of becoming a deceiver who creates suspicion.
0: Now, as you go through these archetypes, should I be finding myself in one of these? Should I, one of these like, wow, that sounds like me, or is it more that I, I, I should, tr- it's helpful to be more of the rebel and be more of the explorer and be more of the truth teller?
1: It's a great question. Um, as a student of Jung, Jung always said, "We're the sum of all our parts. We and uh, we are not just one thing. We're not the rebel. We're not the explorer. These archetypes are situational. So, in any given moment, we have a choice to decide: Does this need? Does this situation need me to be a rebel? Does it need me to be a truth teller? Will it need me to be a hero? And if you decide which archetype you want to be in this moment, Then ask yourself, make sure I don't fall into the gap. I want to stay on the greatness side. I want to bring a leadership style that is uh, meaningful, that is purposeful. So stay on the side of greatness instead of falling into the gaps, into the shadows of each archetype.
0: Hmm. Okay. So with the acronym rethink, uh, we did T for truth teller and then H, that's for hero.
1: So the hero I want to say this to everyone listening. There's a hero within every single one of us. Sometimes we might not feel it, but it is, it is within all of us. We don't have to be someone who runs into a burning building and we don't have to do extraordinary acts. The hero that lives within us is simply the person that is feeling fear and goes through it anyway. They're courageous. Every single day we wake up in the morning and we are challenged by life. We have to do something that we're fearful about. And the hero does it, the hero is courageous. And that's why I say there's always a hero within us because there's always something that we're tackling. But for every single hero, there is a gap. And the gap is of the bystander who is fearful. So what does that look like and what does that sound like? It's the person that sees something and does nothing. It's a person who hears something and says nothing. How many times in our lives have we seen something or you heard something and you didn't do anything? You just stood on the side because you were fearful. How many times has that bystander ended up costing us what we really wanted in life, so this gap we have to be very mindful of this gap because we can pray, we can actually pay a very high price
0: well, and it seems like other people can pay a high price too if if we're a bystander we're basically refusing to help to to be helpful to other people to give what we would have to give if we're a bystander we're often avoiding opportunities to help other people, letting our fears get in the way of just being of service to others.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Exactly. Very well put. So any one of these archetypes, it starts within, but it's always about how we interact with others. Absolutely.
0: I guess this is another one of those uh, areas where it's helpful to talk to other people and realize that everybody has fears. Um, in any type of leadership, you are by definition stepping forward and sticking your neck out. And uh, that just gives people, it creates the fear that you're going to get knocked down, that you're going to um, be found wanting, or you're the one that's going to get hit when, when someone needs to get hit.
1: Interesting. Any, I think that's life, you know, right? Um, life is challenging. Life comes with stress. But the thing about life is, is that we're always having, life is asking us always to take us to the next level. We, we can't keep coasting through life because life is going to show up anyway, and it's going to keep knocking until it knocks you down so you can stand up. Being a bystander and coasting through your life and leadership doesn't really get you where you want to go anyway. So you might as well show up and be courageous and feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's H for Hero and then I for Inventor.
1: I love the inventor. The inventor is a craftsman, uh, someone who's really good at what they do. And the way they do it, the characteristic of the way they do what they do so well is with integrity. For them, everything has to be excellence. Everything has to be quality. Everything has to be to the best of the best that they can bring. But for every single inventor who's all about integrity, there is a gap. And the gap is of the destroyer who's corrupt. Again, you might be saying, oh, Lolly, that's so harsh. But this is what it sounds like. The destroyer says, let's go faster. Let's go cheaper. It's the business that might say, let's cut corners. Um, We don't need to deliver it on time. Let's just do it. Let's just, nobody will know when you end up doing that it always catches up it always catches up in your leadership and in your business and that can cause people to think you're corrupt so what we want to do if we want to truly stand in our greatness is always do whatever we do with excellence and integrity it's almost like treat people the way you want to be treated respect them the way you want to be respected deliver on a product and leadership the way you want to be you know, treated. And so lead by example, do it with excellence, do it with integrity. And being the destroyer who's morally corrupt can end up costing you what you really want in your life.
0: Is there a risk in this to go the other way, so much toward artistic integrity that you become perfectionistic and you don't actually get anything done?
1: What a great question. Yes, um, being a perfectionist isn't real I always tell my, I always tell my clients so don't strive for perfect but strive for excellence that's a there's a really big difference perfect isn't real you can't get to it but if you do the best that you can do with the abilities and the capabilities that you have and deliver it with everything that you've got, that is excellent and that's enough that's good enough that's great enough
0: so- The term destroyer sounds like harsh, as you pointed out, and also very as if this is your purpose, like you're purposely trying to destroy things. And it starts a lot more just heading down a slippery slope, doesn't it? Where you just you cut this one small corner that doesn't seem like it'll make a difference and they they start to add up over time
1: you're very insightful one of the things that you're pointing out is even though the destroyer might sound oh it's so harsh but we must understand exactly what you just said the moment we say once let's cut a corner the moment we say faster cheaper you know sooner than later you know just all these things that cut corners is the moments that we're cutting down our own integrity the first time it might feel hard the second time it'll come easy but it will always end up destroying you. So you're very insightful in your questions.
0: It Yeah, it reminds me a little bit, this is a completely different topic, but I remember hearing a, a, a guy who had done a lot of marriage counseling, and he said, you know, most of us who aren't in the field of marriage counseling, when we hear of some marriage where there's been infidelity, it's shocking. It's like, wow, and it just sort of came out of nowhere that this... Um, just sort of this moment popped up, a romantic moment, and they went too far, and now, you know, the relationship is ruined. And uh, he said, it, actually, when you dig into it, it's, it's almost every single time there were so many, you could have predicted this long, long before, there was many steps that that the person who, who crossed the line of infidelity had taken uh, a long time ago. So anyway, it makes me think of all the times in, just in leadership and business, when you could take those little steps that seem so insignificant. And, um, but next thing you know, you could be the next Enron. So it's better to just to stay on the side of integrity from the yes. beginning. Yes.
1: Integrity always rules.
0: So the inventor is brimming with integrity. The next one is the navigator.
1: Now this navigator, I think everybody that's listening is going to resonate with this. I know I resonate with this a lot. The navigator, and now I feel funny saying what I'm going to say next, but the navigator (laughs) is a smart person, you know, they're very capable. And because they're smart, they have a way of doing things. They're disciplined, they're practical, they're pragmatic. And most people come to them for solutions because they're good at what they do. They know how to solve problems. And because they know how to solve problems, people end up trusting them. They want to align with them. They, they, if you see navigators anywhere in your organization or in your team, you're like, oh, I want to be on his team. I want to be on her team. Because they're smart. They're good. They're practical. They always have some way of figuring things out. But for every single navigator that exists there is a gap. And the gap is, and you might say it's harsh, but it is true. There is a fixer that comes across as arrogant. And how does this sound? This sounds like this. Oh, I have a problem. Oh, you do? Well, this is what you need to do. (laughs) Do this, do this. You didn't do that. I did it last week and it worked. I don't understand. Why aren't you doing it now? You know, and when you do that, when you jump in and you try to fix something, you become the fixer, People look at you like, what? I didn't ask you to do that. And you come across as arrogant and you end up just making people angry at you. True leadership is engaging people and empowering people. That's the navigator. The fixer is only irritating people and people think you're arrogant and it alienates people. So minding this gap in greatness is so important when it comes to your business, when it comes to your marriage, marriage, Mm And when it comes to any relationship, if someone comes to you with a problem, the first thing you need to do is listen. Listen to understand. Then when they say, oh, yes, but I need your help, code word help, then you can say, have you thought about open-ended questions? Never tell someone what to do, lead them in the direction of where they need to go. As a coach, I never fix any of my clients' problems. The reason I have over three decades of sustainability in my business is because I'm really good at asking questions that allow people to find the answers within them that makes them feel empowered, makes them feel that they could do anything. Those are the best kinds of relationships when you allow people to figure things out for themselves.
0: Yeah. It seems like even if they don't perceive you as arrogant and they actually appreciate your advice, you're probably just going to create some kind of dependency where they can't solve things on their own. If They have to run to you every time they need something fixed, which is not good for you and not good for them.
1: I don't know anybody that relies on anybody to fix all their problems that really ends up feeling good about themselves, maybe in the moment, but then that enabling as you call it that relationship ends up having it, you pay a price for that
0: yeah well I would le- I, I wish I could say that I didn't see myself in this one, but I, I certainly do <laughs> both in in, uh, in on my team at work and uh, as you mentioned in marriage, my wife and I are both very good at fixing each other, and we often have to remind each other to um, to To just listen and ask questions, as opposed before, just offering our solutions, because we we like we're both problem solvers.
1: Right. I told you, I'm guilty of this too. (laughs) I think the navigate everybody finds themselves in the navigator. People say, Lolly, how did you know me so well? Because we have it within us.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't be a leader. You wouldn't be listening to a podcast called The Engaging Leader if you probably weren't a good problem solver and and inclined to be a, a navigator.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Touché. Very well put.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the final archetype, K, is, uh, is for knight.
1: So the knight is a wonderful archetype. What we must remember here, this is not about gender. It's about characteristics of the knight. The knight is all about loyalty. They're all about protecting others and serving others. They are all about servant leadership. But for every single person that is a giver, and is loyal, and is a protector, and is a server, there is a gap. And that gap is of the mercenary who's self-serving. We know the mercenary who says, what about me? What have you done for me lately? And we know if you're an engaging leader, leadership is not about me, but leadership is about us, and leadership is about you, and how can I serve you? And knowing this difference between the greatness and the gap does make a difference in what kind of leader you are what kind of culture you create and what kind of business that you have so knowing this rethink model can really give you a blueprint to ask yourself at any given moment am i in my greatness or am i or am i in my gap when the
0: night for the night if loyalty is everything what what do you mean specifically by loyalty for example does it mean that you you never fire people who are on your team
1: No. Um, Actually, in the book, there's this wonderful story about loyalty and disloyalty. And I believe if someone isn't being loyal, You can't make somebody loyal. You see, loyalty is a characteristic that you don't teach. It comes from the heart. You feel it because you resonate with someone. You feel it because whatever their vision is, is very compelling to you. Loyalty is not something that you can cultivate. It's something that you feel. It's something that comes with who the person is leading you, what business you're in. And so, yes, if someone is disloyal, I would never be an advocate to say, okay, put that aside and you, know, you need to lead them and serve them and protect them. Loyalty is this wonderful trait that I believe re- truly comes from the heart. And it is, when it's there, it's very hard to break. They'll, people that are loyal will stand by you to the ends of the earth.
0: So I'm curious, Lolly, you mentioned that you see yourself in the navigator. Are there, are there any other of the archetypes that you particularly identify with yourself?
1: every single one of them Hmm. um and as i said earlier for me every single situation i'm in i sometimes pre-think i prepare myself and i go well who do i need to be in this situation and as a coach i think a lot of times i'm the truth teller i'm the navigator um I don't have to be the inventor so much in my relationship with my clients, but if I'm doing business strategy, I do. If um, if I'm doing the work that I do, I have to be the rebel, I have to be confident. So I'm always, I would say, dancing between each one of these archetypes, and that's what makes my life feel so meaningful and so robust because I'm always asking, greatness, Lolly, or how are you falling into the gap? Because sometimes I do become a fixer if I'm stressed out, All the gaps, um, tend to show its face when we are stressed, when we're challenged and when we're frustrated, it's almost like our default button. And so I have to say, stop, take a breath. You have a choice in this moment who you can be. And then I always try to choose greatness.
0: Yeah, I, I saw myself in a lot of the, or I I guess I saw my aspirations in a lot of the positive side of the, of the archetypes, but the, um. The one that I guess, uh, besides, I guess Fixer is kind of obvious, but the one that right off the bat seems the most challenging to me personally is Truth Teller. I guess because there's a part of me that just wants to get along with people and and wants to be liked and and doesn't want to tell people the the bad news or uh, negative feedback, if you will.
1: I'm I'm so happy that you brought that up because many people tell me the same thing. And what I want to say about the truth teller is, is that let's say you have something, let's say you have news to deliver that's bad news or news that's going to hurt someone. And that's that kind of situation will hold somebody back from telling the truth. It's like, I don't want to hurt that person, but this is what I have found to be true. If you have to tell someone information or the truth that you think will hurt them, if you lace it with heart, if you bring compassion and empathy, I don't know any person that will say, I'm angry at you for telling me that. It really depends the delivery on the truth. I mean, just to stand on a soapbox and yell, mm-hmm. this is no good, and I'm telling you the truth, that's not a truth teller. A truth teller speaks with candor because they, everything that they feel, they feel they must say, but they know how to say it. And that's the difference. So if you lace it with heart, it makes a big difference. That means humility. That means to engage. That means to be authentic. That means, you know, it's all the wonderful things that you can say comes with heart.
0: And it's it's surprising those times when you take the courage to to be open and, and embrace candor and do it in a way that is loving like that. It, it, but the, basically, the person ends up liking you even better than before because they they basically can trust you. You're not you're not holding back from them. As you said, the the opposite, the deceiver actually creates suspicion because at some point they they know that you're not really uh, as positive toward them as you're coming across, you're trying to come across.
1: Right. I think people appreciate when people speak to them with honesty. It, it causes them to respect that person. It causes them to trust that person. The truth teller is a very, very important archetype.
0: Lolly, you offer an online assessment that people can use to learn about the, where they fit in these archetypes and find out what gets between them and their greatness. Can you tell us about that?
1: So for um, up and from today until um, May 25th, if you pre-order the book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, which is a $23 book, you get a $97 assessment um, with the book. Every single organization that I coach and every leader that I've ever coached has taken this assessment and they had to. They had to pay $97. It's for free if you pre-order the book at theleadershipgapbook.com.
0: How long does it take to, to do the assessment?
1: Less than two minutes. It's fun. It's exciting. It's quick. And it's easy. And the great thing about this assessment is the results that you get will instantly tell you which you tend to lean in towards. But you also get this PDF file that is almost like a mini book, a mini playbook of that you can carry around with you and use and keep it on your computer or print it out. And it will tell you about the archetypes in a mini summary that you can always look back upon and almost teach yourself this system very quickly. Everybody that has experienced the assessment loves it. They go, this is so valuable.
0: So to to get the free uh, they could go to your website and go take the $97 version but to get the, the free website they need to pre-order the book and uh, how do, where where do they how can they pre-order it
1: So you go to the leadershipgapbook.com it's a mouthful but it's the name of the book it's the leadershipgapbook.com go down to the bottom of the page and it says free bonuses and gifts or pre-order the book and with it, you will get the assessment.
0: All right. That's very cool. And folks, we'll put the uh, link to that in our show notes for this episode as well. Lolly, in the, in the chapter, Stand in Your Greatness, you provide several approaches to take your, your leadership and life past your gap and, and onto the next level. Is there a, a favorite tip or two that you'd like to share with us?
1: Well, since my company's called Lead from Within, I believe that Anything that we want to see in others, we first have to do within ourselves. So I love the beginning that starts with, these are the things you could do for yourself. Be transparent and open. Build bid- build bridges of trust. Be willing to take risks. Anything in that chapter that starts with self, I think is the most important because once you have yourself down of excellence and integrity and loyalty and all those wonderful characteristics we just talked about, what will happen is you will set the example. And people that will, surround, that will surround you, you'll see, well, well, not only will you resonate with them, but we attract like-minded people. So learn to do what you need to do within before you can find the people without that you want to align with.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're just simple. Some of them are just simple steps. I I found myself just thinking, hmm. well, that just seems like something I should just make a goal to do today sometime or this week sometime, make this my focus. And then maybe next week go on to the next tip. So like, for example, the first one under for yourself is be transparent and open. And that just seems like being aware of those opportunities to be either be transparent or to be opaque.
1: Yeah. And most of us are scared about being transparent, but I always say, and I've been saying this for over 30 years, your vulnerability is the new strong. That's where people really resonate with you and want to align with you and want to engage with you. If you want to be an engaging leader, being transparent and open is a wonderful first step to do.
0: And in those moments when I feel a little bit worried about uh, what I'm going to say, I often will just basically, in, in the spirit of being transparent, say, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. And this is what I'm feeling, how it seems like things are. Um, I don't know. And, and I share that and then say, what do you think? And it, it just helps people rather than assuming that this was my firm, fixed judgment on the situation. I'm just being open with what's going on in my head or my heart.
1: Right. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Lolly, what's one piece of advice that you would like to leave people with?
1: Thank you. What a great question. Um, Most people who are listening to this podcast will say, well, you know, I'm stressed out. I'm frustrated. I'm challenged. There is too many distractions going on in my life. There's just too much. I'm overwhelmed. And what I would like to say is to everyone listening today is, is that, Greatness is not a destiny that's available to only a few. Greatness is available to anyone who chooses it. So we have the choice, Jess, in any given moment to decide if we want to stand in greatness or not. It is in that choosing that it will be a game changer in our lives. So that's what I would really like to leave people with to think about. You have the choice.
0: Very cool. And So tell us again where they can get the book and what's your regular website?
1: So the book is at theleadershipgapbook.com for free bonuses. Don't just get the first bonus. There's lots of um, bonuses and gifts that are really well worth it. There's posters and there's all kinds of wonderful things. So check that out. And also you can always find me at my website, which is lollydaskell.com, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. I tend to do all my social media. So if you talk to me, I will talk back to you and we can have a conversation. And I look forward to connecting to every single one listening here today.
0: Very cool. Lally Daskal, thanks for joining us on Engaging Leader.
1: Thank you so much. What a true honor it was to talk to you today.
0: We've been talking with Lolly Daskell. The book again is The Leadership Gap: What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, and we'll provide the information and links that Lolly mentioned on our show notes for this episode, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 156 as in episode 156. This is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that specializes in workforce communications. My colleagues and I partner with mid-sized and large employers to attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. In several areas, including talent management, workforce health engagement, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more, find us at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Monica Harrison, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cecily Leahy, our web intern, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.